Hi, this is a production of Community Covenant Church in Eagle River, Alaska, where our mission is to bring Christ's hope, healing, and wholeness to our community and to our world. Our service times are 9 and 11 each Sunday morning. Find out more at www.communitycovenant.net. Hey, isn't that great? I mean, we talk about our mission uh, to bring Christ's hope, healing, and wholeness to our community and to the world. When we think about that, and then we see uh, these pictures, I'm reminded of one of the very first conversations I had with Beth and Larry Smith. Uh, I was a new pastor here, and uh, they invited me to coffee, And very quickly, they wanted to know, or they were trying to discover what my heart was um, for missions. And uh, very shortly, in a very short order, we discovered we not only enjoyed coffee together, but we had a kindred spirit. And at that time, uh, Beth and Larry uh, began to share a vision about ministry in Africa, but in particular, Kenya. Uh, Now, in the covenant, uh, we have been involved in the Congo for for a very, very long time. And I was very acquainted with the ministry there. In fact, we had links to that here uh, in our church. But I didn't know much about what was going on in Kenya. And the more and more I learned about it, the more excited I became. And it wasn't long before Beth and Larry were going over there with short-term trips being a part of, of teams, and it wasn't long after that that we as a church commissioned them to be missionaries, uh, and they were full-time missionaries uh, in Kenya, and I know many of you uh, helped to support them. All of us uh, supported them in prayer, and uh, every time I'd receive an email or every time Beth and Larry would come back for a very short time, I would hear stories of the way God was moving powerfully with the gospel uh, in Kenya. Uh, How through uh, the movement of his church, uh, historic wrongs were being righted. uh, That there uh, was mercy and compassion and justice being brought forth uh, by churches and pastors and leaders in Kenya. Uh, and the more and more I heard those stories, I just said, wow, uh, I can't wait someday. Uh, I'll get to go there. Well, that hasn't happened yet. But as some of you know, we have had uh, mission trips to Kenya. And there are some here who have been there and who have served there. But I got the privilege of kind of the, the next best thing. Uh, this week, Beth and Larry contacted me and shared with me that Pastor Peter Chosen uh, from Kenya, from a covenant church in Kenya, he also uh, is involved in the church planting movement there, would be here in town. And and so Peter came to the church. Uh, we began to get acquainted. Peter, come on up. And uh, there are a couple of things that very quickly... I learned, Peter taught me, that whether you're in Eagle River, Alaska, 
or you're in, in Kenya, pastoring is just plain pastoring, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And it's amazing, right? Yeah. Um, only the names changed, mm-hmm. but the situations and the challenges and the joys and very, very, very similar. Very, very similar. So it was great to, to share those things together. Uh, but then, uh, as we began to talk about the mission of God and uh, the movement of the gospel, not only in Kenya, but throughout the world, um, Pastor and I very quickly discovered that we have a kindred spirit. Yeah. And uh, the stories and his testimony, the things that he shared with me, that you shared with me, uh, Pastor Peter, they were just electrifying. Mm -hmm. And uh, I am so blessed and we are so blessed here at Community Covenant uh, to have you here with us this morning. Uh, We want you to feel at home here for this is your home. And uh, uh, we are looking forward to all that God wants to say through you. Uh, to us. So let's pray as we begin our our message time this morning. Father, we thank you so much for your mission throughout the world. And Lord, as we bring Christ's hope and his healing and his wholeness uh, to our community and to our world, we are so thankful that we are co-laborers, that we are partners uh, with our brothers and sisters in Kenya. Lord, we thank you for Pastor Peter for the Covenant Church in Kenya, uh, for the way in which lives are being transformed uh, by the gospel. And Lord, this man whose name is Peter Chosen is your chosen servant, Mm -hmm. one whom you have raised up as a leader in a great nation in Africa. And so, Father, uh, we today acknowledge our partnership Um, the relationship that we have uh, in the body of Christ, not only here in Alaska and around the world. Father, thank you for Pastor. Thank you for his church. Thank you, Father, for the way uh, that you have enabled us uh, to work together in, in your mission. And so we commit all that we will hear today to you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Yeah, in, uh, in, in Kenya, we normally preach together. And I hope that we'll flow together. When I say... Praise the Lord, you give me a good amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yeah, that sounds good. Before I, before I acknowledge anybody or anything, I just want to take a few seconds of your comfort zone. I just ask you to stand up with your two feet and uh, lift up your hands. We just tell the Lord you're faithful. Just lift up your hands. You can tell the Lord, thank you. There is a power 
in a confession. Just open up your voice and tell the Lord, thank you. You can thank tell you, the Lord, Lord, thank you, Jesus, for loving me. Thank you. Jesus. The Bible says there is a power in a confession. I just want you to tell the Lord, thank you, in your own way, in your own way. There are some of us, we couldn't be here today if it was not the Lord. How the enemy had planted, how the enemy had planned, but the good love of God has been upon you. Can you just lift up your hands and look unto the Lord and tell him, thank you from who he is. We thank you, Jesus. You can open your voice. Just tell the Lord how much excellent you are. If it was not the Lord who was for us. The Bible says that David says, if it was not the Lord who was on my side, when the enemy attacked her, I couldn't be alive today. We worship you, Jesus, because you are a good God. God, we are lifting up our hands before you to pray that you may saturate us in your presence because you are a good God. I know you shall heal somebody here today. I know you shall minister to the life of somebody under my voice today. I know you shall rewind those doctors' report. What have been said by generation curses or attack, today it is marking to an end because you're starting a new beginning. I bless you God because you did it in the days of the old. You can still do it in our days. Cancers, ulcers, I speak to you today because you have ears, you must get off in the life of God's children. As we lift up our hands before God, we dedicate ourselves and we say that you're a good God. Thank you, Jesus. Give God a mighty hand clap. Give God a mighty hand clap. Celebrate Jesus. You can celebrate Jesus. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Believe you me, I'm not going to waste much of your time. I just want to go to the point. But before I minister, I want to acknowledge the presence of the man of God of the house, Pastor Todd, for allowing me to minister. I know it is not easy in our time just to allow people in your pulpit. May God bless you together with your wife and all the leadership of the church. I'm very humbled. And again, I want to extend the gratitude to Larry and, and Beth for having me here in Alaska for the first time. You know, Beth has been to Kenya. He know how much we love tea and the tea leaves and the food. I can feel as if I'm just growing like bigger and bigger. <laughs> so I will deal with my health as I go back to Africa, but I'm feeling myself humbled and here. And, uh, uh, there's also uh, uh, Bill and Diana, they took me to the glaciers. It's called glaciers, and I saw snow like for the first time. I'm very, very humbled. May God bless you for everything. Amen. So, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm Reverend Peter Chosen. I pastor a church in Hosanna Covenant City Church in Malindi, Watamu in Kenya, and I'm married to one wife, and together we are blessed with four children. And um, I'm happy for that. We also run a community, a community project where we rescue children, and now we have about 200 and uh, when there is hunger and famine, sometimes we, we even we have more number, we have feeding program, and you can you cannot imagine that majority of those children are Muslim community. That thing has given us a good landing even to preach to the Somalis 
unto the Muslim communities in our area. Amen. Can you lift up your right hand and declare Somali for Jesus? Can you say Somali for Jesus? Amen. So I'm very humbled because of what you're doing. I just want to minister the gospel briefly, and uh, I want to operate within the parameter of faith, because that is what God told me. I don't want to speak my will, I want to speak the will of God. And as we were talking with pastor, we were reasoning about how we can serve God, and our service can create an effect to the community around us, and even to the whole world. When you check on the, on the ministry that was started by Jesus, you can see that Jesus' ministry was in a move. Jesus was forever in a mission, out making disciples, equipping them and sending them two by two to go and reach out. And uh, this one will, will, will bring an understanding in our life that the reason why Jesus saved you is that you can also work out to save another. Am I communicating? And uh, this one, you can do it through action. You can do it through prayer. You can do it through partnering. You can do it through service. And you can become a, a, a part and parcel of this great commission to make the gospel go to places. So never settle down. Never settle in the position that you are. It will give you a, a homework to understand that even the positions that God has given you in your place of work, in your, in your, in, in, where you are employed or in any area, you are there as an ambassador in order you can make Jesus known. In order you can create an, an infection, you can create affection to where God has helped you be. And this one, you will understand the importance of your calling. I just want the people there to put the scripture in order we can read together and our God will bless you the first scripture. In Luke chapter number 5 and verses number 20, uh, the Bible says, When they could not find a way to do this, because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middles of the crowd right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven. In this scripture, it is familiar for all of us. I know it is a, it is a scripture that you know. But you can see over people who decided to come out of their comfort zone. I don't know whether my English is clear, it's going to everyone. You know, my English, I just learned from the, from the street. I didn't have an opportunity to go to school. That will be a story for another day. <laughs> Hallelujah. That will be a story of another day. You will come to discover that the one who is preaching to you, I'm among the people that God took to me from the dust. God took me from the ghetto. God took me from the slum. 
that I can build a hope to somebody you, to, to know that God can save your husband even if he's an alcoholic, even if he's in addiction, even if he's in anything. Never lose hope. Am I communicating? Being born in a, in a ghetto made me to experience so many things. I believe God, I'll come to tell you that story another time. But to this story, it is talking of two people. The Bible says, when Jesus was going to places, when rumors will go around that Jesus is in the village or is in the neighborhood, a lot of people were being crowded to follow Jesus. And you know, not all the people were following Jesus with the right altitude. There are some who are following Jesus because they just wanted to see him for the first time. There are some people who are following Jesus because they want a bread. Because a miracle was happening and some people could get a meal. I don't know what made you to, to, to follow Jesus. Maybe you survived an accident. Maybe you had a problem. That's why you knew Jesus. It depends. But the Bible says Jesus was in the city. And these two friends, they had their friend who was, who was paralytic. He was not able to walk. He was dis- disabled. And they, 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 they contemplated, they decided, we cannot allow to live with our friend in this stage. We must come out of our comfort zone. We must come out of our way. We see how we can help our friend. And do you know why? Because they had heard before that everywhere Jesus was going, he was doing good. And the Bible says they prepared their friend. They, 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 they did some diapers. I don't know whether those days there were diapers. They prepared him, they washed him, and then they carried him with a crutch to where Jesus was. These are friends. They were not related. The Bible says they were friends. Have you ever gone your way because of your friend? Have you ever spent your day to take a fasting because of your friend? When you learn that so-and-so marriage is not working, Instead of spreading the rumors or speaking against them, have you took time, have you taken time to think you can commit that marriage before God? You can pray to a certain son or a daughter who is in addiction, who is in a mess. Have you ever, when you hear there is a mission somewhere, when you hear there is a project in the church, when you hear there is a mission, have you ever gone your way? The Bible says they carried this man with clutches. It was a distance. There were no cars. The Bible doesn't say that they placed him in a donkey. The Bible says that they carried him to where Jesus was. And when they reached, when they arrived in the house that Jesus was ministering, it was crowded. There was no way they could have penetrated through. There is no way they could have even gone close to Jesus. I don't know if it was you, what you could have decided. There are some of us sometimes, we could have decided to go back home. We could have decided to let the man there. But these people, they had a mind 
for others than themselves. They went an extent of looking on a way they will take him high to the roof. That is what will, will, will make you sometimes to go out of your way for others. I know Beth is my, is my witness. We've taken the gospel even near, closer to the Somali border. I remember there was a time they were there for a burial. I was driving towards the airport to go and, and pick some people who were coming. And then I found myself in between the battle of military and Al-Shabaab. But thank God, I survived and today I'm preaching in Alaska. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because when you have a mark of God in your life, when, you have, when the promises of God are in your life, you are able to do what others cannot do. The Bible says they struggled, they took this guy up on the roof. Most of the time we lose hope for others. Most of the time we, we break our covenant, our promises in between the journey. But these people did not do that. The Bible says they went up and they plucked out the, the roof. And it took the attention of Jesus. When Jesus looked up, they dropped the man. And let me tell you, the miracle did not happen only for this sick guy. It was an encounter that happened even to them. Because the Bible says Jesus looked up and told them, even you, your sins are forgiven. There are some things that you can do for others can create even an effect in your life. There are some people who are living today because of how they helped others. I just came from Africa, all those miles, not to enjoy on what I see, but to minister to God's people. If we can awaken our spirit as we stand between the coming of Jesus, people can understand. We can go to the second scripture. Second scripture, yeah, in Second King, uh, chapter number four, verse one to seven. Even without uh, reading this scripture, all of us we know it because of time. This is a story of the of the of the woman who had a debt, who had a debt, and the Bible says that he went to the to the man of God by the name Elisha. This woman had tried to settle the debt, but was impossible. He went to the man of God. For, for your information, it is good to have a pastor in your life. Because your prophet is your prophet. The anointing you don't recognize cannot help you. The Bible says this lady went to, the, to, to Elisha and said, You know what? I have a debt. And the debtor are coming for my children. The Bible says that Elisha told the woman, I want you to go out to the, to the neighborhood as far as you can. Go and borrow some vessels. In other words, Elisha was trying to engage a community engagement. Because the principle was that go and borrow as much vessels as you can. Even if this woman did not get along with some neighbors, it was now a mandatory that she will go to the neighbors and borrow the vessel. 
Because God, the blessing that, want, that, that he wanted to bring to this woman was not only for her, was also to help the community. That is why the, 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 the prophet, although he was able to perform a miracle, even without the woman going to, to borrow the vessel, but he, he, had, he had to initiate a program that this woman will go to the neighbor, to the neighborhood, as far as she can to borrow for vessels. Because I know there are some people, they've lived in their flats, they've lived in their neighborhood, they even don't know their neighbor. There are some of the people they don't mind about other people's business. They can be in a place of work for a long time even without saying hi or knowing if somebody is a Christian or not. But wherever the place God has destined you, he has connected in order you can create an effective, you can create a blessing to others. So the reason why I came, can you just roll in the, the last scripture? Amen. In, in Psalms 2, chapter number 8, David says that, Ask me, and I will give you the nation as your inheritance, the end of the earth as your possession. God was giving David an opportunity. He was transforming his mind to understand that God did not only call you for Alaska. God did not anoint you only for this area. Your calling is international. And you see, God told David, it is your responsibility. Ask me, and I will give you the nations as your inheritance. That is why I am here. Because my anointing is not only limited to the continent of Africa. My anointing is not limited to my town. My anointing, my calling, that's why I'm preaching to you. It is upon your responsibility to understand that you have a mandate because your calling is greater. I'm saying your calling is greater. It is around the time you get involved. When I was preaching to the Kenyan community in Seattle, I happened to, to, to preach in a radio. In a radio, and I was ministering even to some people in Kenya that even I didn't know, and to other states in America. And the same time, God told me that I'm, I'm putting this vision in your life. I want when you go back to Kenya, go and start a radio station because we are having Somali community who are converting, but we cannot go to preach in their country due to insecurity. But when if you can have a radio station in our church. Uh, we are able to preach there because you can stop me to come to your nation, but you can't stop the gospel through the radio. You can stop me. You can limit me in some area, but there are some things that you cannot do. As Jesus is preparing to come, let all of us catch fire. Let all of us get ready. Let all of us speak to our minds. Create an altitude that will say, I'm coming out of my comfort zone. I know there are some of us who have been praying, God just bless me. It is only me, I, and myself. When you are praying, God bless me, bless myself, and bless I, you can start to add others. You can start to add others. You can add others in your prayer item. And I'm telling you, the power of God 
will be manifested in your life. Let us stand up with our two feet. Father, I bless you. Lift up your hands before God. I just want you to speak out and tell the Lord. There is a power in a confession. Just lift up your hands before the Lord. Tell God, if you call me, I shall answer. I just want you to tell the Lord for a few minutes as you stand. You can tell the Lord, if you call me, I shall answer. If you send me, I shall go. You can talk to God. As you are talking to God, I can see there is somebody who is having an issue with you, with you, with you, with you, with your right leg. It is causing you a severe pain in your thigh. Already God is taking charge on that. There is somebody, there is somebody who is having a blockage of chest. It is causing it difficult for you to breathe. God is saying, I am working for you. Because what is impossible with man is possible with God. Father, I bless you because you are a mighty God. Thank you for this opportunity that you've given me to speak to your people. God, you can stir them up. You can charge them up. You can help them to catch fire. In order they can know that God, you are giving them nations. Their calling is broader. Their calling is bigger than they think. I worship you, Jehovah, because you're mighty. Thank you because God, you raise up people who will get to places, you raise up people who will get into the mission to reach out and to work for you because you're Jehovah. In Jesus' name, I pray and I believe. Somebody shout a bigger amen. amen. Give God a mighty hand clap. Shout a bigger amen. Amen. You can tell your you can tell your neighbor, neighbor. Can you tell your neighbor, neighbor? Just touch your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. Catch fire. Tell neighbor, catch fire. I preach to your neighbor. Say neighbor, catch fire. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated, be seated. Yes. Thank you, Pastor, for the reminder that Jesus is in the house this morning. And he is inviting us to his table. A table that he has set for you and for me and for all who by faith are his followers. Christ has died, Christ is risen, and Christ is coming again. And this table that he prepared for his first followers, that Christ's followers through the century have come to, to remember his sacrifice, the love of God. God's grace that's made available to you and to me. That we would never, ever forget that. And that as people of faith, as we come to the table, we come each time to the one who knows us, to the one who created us,
to the one who has a plan for our life. It's Jesus. And we come to this table to encounter him in a, in a fresh and in a new way. And so the invitation for all of us this morning as we come to the table is to encounter Jesus. Jesus is in the house. The one who served the bread is in fact the bread of life. Before he went to the cross, he gathered the disciples for a meal. And at that meal, the one who is the bread of life took bread, gave thanks, and broke it. And said, this is my body, which is given for you. Whenever you eat this, eat this in remembrance of me. Later on, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he said, This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Whenever you drink from this cup, drink in remembrance of me so that whenever we eat the bread and drink the cup, we declare Christ's sacrifice for us until he comes again. Everyone here this morning who is a follower of Jesus is invited to this table. If you're here this morning and you're saying, today is a day, Lord, I want to follow you. I want forgiveness for my sin. I want new life. I want eternal life. Come. Come to the table. Jesus welcomes you. But as you come, will you come this morning expecting to encounter him? He has something for each of us this morning. We didn't have to be lowered through the roof. We just came through the door. And Jesus is here to meet you and to bless you. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you this morning for your love. Lord, thank you for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. His death on the cross for our sin. Thank you, Lord, that you raised him from the grave. That his resurrection life is extended to all who by faith believe and receive him as their Savior. Father, we come to this table this morning as brothers and sisters not only as those in the church in Eagle River but Father united with believers around the world with those in Kenya 
and in faraway places to a God who is close and near to all. Father, as we come this morning, give us a sense of expectation that we would come to this table and encounter your son Jesus in a fresh and in a new way. Thank you that we can come as we are, but that we will leave changed, different, empowered, made ready to live for you in the world because you meet us here today. We pray these things and we ask these things in the name of our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. In just a moment as you come, take the bread when you're ready, but hold on to the cup and, and we'll take that together. Please come. Come to the Lord's table.